tonight we're going to talk about something. Um, well, let's get into the prayer and then we will get into the other, okay? Uh, Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity, the venue uh, for the people who've come alongside, Lord. Uh, Sunday night, Father, we had so many come alongside and watch with us here on the, uh, the internet. We thank you for that, Father. As we're looking for our location, we pray people would come alongside, Lord, that you would lift people up who would come and alongside with us and they would say, let us rise up and build. Father, that's what we're looking for. I pray you'd bless us, watch over us, open our hearts and our minds at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so there was a time once that I was bringing a message, and I was doing a little haltingly, wasn't really uh, fully into it yet, so it was stumbling through the beginning. And out of the blue, I said something along these lines. I said, do you know him? And even more important, does he know you? And I realized after some thought that that seems to be the most important question I've ever asked anyone. Everyone from the, from the pastor to the layperson needs to ask themselves that very same question. I mentioned introspection, looking into the mirror and truly asking yourself this question. Does he know you? Doesn't matter if you know him. I know of Mark McGuire. I know of Barry Bonds. They have no idea who I am. I know of God, but God knows me. That's the important thing. So the, that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Does he know me? There are several that we're about to talk about that do not know him, but they claim to be of the church. Now, in my notes here, I have church capital C because I'm not speaking here of the church building. I'm speaking here of the body of Christ, the church that will be raptured up. The church that will be resurrected up. That's the church I'm talking about, not the church building down the road. Okay, So we have several that we're about to talk about that claim to be of the church, but really honestly didn't know him. Um, so the question is, does he know you? And it's a valid question. For you can claim to know him, you can claim to know of him, and none of us here on this earth can possibly refute or contradict you. We don't know your heart. I don't know your heart. I only know what she tells me. We are human. We don't know the heart. God knows the heart. And he knows those that are his. And that's why it's so important for us to know him and for him to know us. The question remains, and it is a very, very vital question, does he know you? In the scriptures below, I listed the scripture for a reference, but not the complete account. Most of you will know the accounts because I've addressed them before. So I've listed the scriptures, but not the full thing. We're going to go through and talk about a couple people that didn't know him, even though they claimed to be of him. Okay, Ananias and Sapphira, they did not know him, even though they were in the revival and the formation of the first church. They served with Peter and James and John alongside them, but they did not know him. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife, also being privy to it, brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias and Sapphira heard of the flaming tongues come down 
heard of the moving of the Spirit. They heard of the lame man being healed at the temple by Peter and John. They were there when the building shook in Acts chapter 4 from the prayer of these people. But Ananias and Sapphira sought to defraud God and the church. They claimed to be of the church, but they were not of the body of Christ. The seven sons of Sceva, they did not know him, even though they claimed to have power from him. The seven sons of Sceva. If you ever read that, it's, it's, it's funny as all get up. And there were seven sons of Skeena, a Skeva, excuse me, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so, which casting out spirits and powers. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> so they're trying to cast this evil spirit out of this guy. And the evil spirit looks at him and says, I know Jesus. I know Paul. But you are neither. <laughs> so who are you? And then he leapt on them, seven of them. One man leapt on seven of them chased them out of the house, took their clothes off, and kicked them away, running naked through the land. <laughs> they claimed to know God, but they only knew of him. They did not know him, and he didn't know them. Jesus himself talked with those that claimed to know him and speak for him, yet never knew him. Uh, Matthew seven twenty one, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done mighty wonderful works, many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You say he'll never do that. Oh, really? Judas Iscariot knew him. Judas Iscariot worked with him. Judas Iscariot ate with him, walked with him, talked with him, slept in the same area he was at. Judas Iscariot cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Judas Iscariot healed many. And he's going to stand on the last day and God's going to say, I didn't know you. There are so many that same way. But Lord, I, 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 I told everybody that you were a, a good guy and all this. But he doesn't know you. It doesn't matter doesn't matter what you say. It only matters what he says. It matters what's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In the final judgment, many will stand and say, Lord, I knew you. I prophesied for you. I spoke of you. I served you. There are no more prophecies. The word of God has been wrote. There is no more prophecy other than what's in here. There is no new word ever. God gave it to all of us right here. No new word. Somebody comes to you and say, I got a new word from God. If uh, it ain't in the Bible, it's not a new word from God. Many of those that say those things, they serve themselves in their own ends. They preach a perverted gospel. They are serving the God of this earth, for they know not the God of all. For they have rejected that Christ is the Son of God. There are so many out there today who call Jesus a good man, a great teacher, a prophet, but they failed to call him Jesus, the Son of God. The one who takes away the sin of the world. They fail 
lot of Christians who call themselves Christians today fail this too. They fail to call him Lord and Master. When we enter into a relationship with Christ, we are bond servants. We are voluntarily offering ourselves for service to him. That's a bond servant. He is Master. Not just Lord. Not just friend. But he is Master. When you look in the mirror, you must ask yourself, do I know him? Does he know me? Are you listening to his voice? The one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Notice I said the because he's the only one. He is not a way. He is not a truth. He is the way, the truth, the life, the only way to God, the only way to heaven is through him, his own words, John 14, 6. Are you speaking or teaching anything but that? Are you listening to someone who refuses to acknowledge that Christ is the Messiah, the only begotten, virgin-born Son of God, who suffered and died on a hill far away, who rose again on the third day, who is Father, Son, Holy Ghost, God? If you're listening to anybody who will not teach those things, walk away. If you will not teach those things, learn again who he is. If you cannot teach that Jesus is the Messiah, the only begotten, virgin-born Son of God who suffered and died and rose again on the third day, if you cannot teach that, then you best look in the mirror and ask yourself who you are serving. There's theologians at college that teach, teach Christianity. They don't teach Christianity. They teach humanism. They will not say that Jesus is born of a virgin in Bethlehem, that Jesus is God incarnate. They won't teach that. Walk away from them. They're not teaching. They are perverting. If you know of him, but do not know him, and he is not aware of who you are, then you have a choice to make. The question, do you change the situation, get on your knees, and get on to knowing him and introducing yourself? Calling on the name of Christ that you too might be saved? Or do you continue on in ignorance and in the dark? Because after all, you're talking in his name, right? You're spreading a good word. You're a good person. You're a hard worker. You don't need to call on the name of Jesus because you're good enough to get in on your own. You're serving in the church. You're driving the bus. Nothing matters except that you call on the name of Jesus. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me. The Father has sent Jesus. You have to believe on the Father. You have to believe on the Son. You have to believe on the Spirit. Have to. And believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Dr. Flipside the other day, same thing here. He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. So he that heareth my word, and believeth not on him that sent me, hath everlasting death. That's the flip side of these words. Jesus doesn't lie. There's no gray area. This is black and white. Believe in God and his only son. Nothing else will give eternal life free from death and hell. Nothing. 
There is nothing else. Nothing else can lift you out of the miry pit of sin that all men are born into. Nothing else can cleanse you of your sin, restore your joy, and give the peace that passeth all understanding. There's nothing else you can do other than believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If he does not know you and your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, then there is nothing but pain and misery and death in store for you. You say that's awful harsh. Yes, it is. It's very, very harsh, especially when you stop and consider that there is a way to avoid it and people ignore it. That's the harsh part. People see heaven, they see hell, there's a way to ignore it, and they walk on anyway. That's the harsh part. He must know you. There is no way around that. God knows of you in your sinful condition, but he will acknowledge you until you ask him to. You were born into sin. You come into this world. God knows you. He knows who you are. He knows what you're doing. But you're not his. Until you say, God, I want to be yours. Once that happens, he'll acknowledge you. It's a very simple choice. Everything rests on you. Accept him or reject him. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. We speak so often of free will, and this is the purest form of free will. To either accept him or to reject him. To accept or reject his sacrifice at Calvary for the sin of the world. To accept or reject the eternal life so freely offered. Bought with a great, great price. His blood, his life, his pain bought the price and paid for your salvation. And you are going to walk away and spurn the gift he is providing have you accepted that truth and called on the name of jesus that you too might be saved or are you living in a shroud of darkness unable to see the light because you have not you have not seen that you can do nothing on your own but must call on him to save you you can't do anything to earn heaven good people do not go to heaven save people those who called on the name of Jesus are the only ones that go to heaven. Acts 4.10 Peter is speaking. Peter knew Jesus almost as well as anybody else who's ever known him. This is Peter. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, does this man stand here before you whole? This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter had just healed the lame man. Well, God healed the lame man. Peter reached out, took his hand, and that boy leapt up like he had been walking all the days of his life. And he is now answering to the council. And he says, Be it known unto you all, and to the Sanhedrin council, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ, whom ye crucified. Peter's telling him. And if it's good enough for Peter, if that's the gospel Peter preached, it's the gospel I want to preach. Because Peter, he got that gospel from where? Jesus. 
Jesus himself gave Peter that gospel. That's the gospel we're going to preach. If you do not hear this truth at least once a week from the pulpit of your church, if your pastor, preacher, or teacher does not at least once a week tell of the way to heaven, of the salvation plan, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you cannot remember a time when you called on Jesus, find a new church, find a new preacher, find a new teacher, find somebody who's going to let you know that the gospel is all that matters. If not, you better re-examine what you're doing if you don't find the need, feel the need to call on him. Your name cannot be in the Lamb's book of life unless you have called upon him to save you and cleanse you of your sin. For he, Jesus, is the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. I want to remind you of what Jesus himself said when the 70 came back. He sent the 70 out. They were healing. They were casting out demons. They were, they were healing the sick. They came back and they were recounting everything and glorying and what was done and the actions and the miracles that were done. And Jesus himself looked at them and said, Do not glory in those actions, for you didn't do it of your own power. Rather, glory that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what Jesus said. That your name is in heaven, that's what you glory about. If your name's not in heaven, time to figure it out. Get on your knees. Call on Jesus. He himself has said, you must call upon me. He himself said, glory not in anything on this earth, but that your name is written in heaven. Revelations 20, 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There you go. Now here's the question. When you set up reservations to go to a hotel room, what do you do? You call you register your name, don't you? I titled this, Are You Registered? Is your name written in the book of life? Is your name written in heaven? Do they know you're coming? Are they making the table for you? Are they making a bed and putting that little mint on there? Make sure you're not one of those working in your own power. In the name of the God of this world. But in the power of the Lamb, in the holy name of Jesus, the one and only way to heaven... That's whose name you need to be relying on. That's the power you need to be relying on. Make sure your reservation is made for the seat at the table of the Lamb. For he is the only way to get there. If your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, he doesn't know you. And we started this out. Does he know you? Do you know him? Or do you just know of him? Because he knows of you, but does he know you? He will give you no chance. Once you leave this earth, you get no other opportunities. Today is the acceptable day of salvation. If you don't know Jesus, even if you think you don't know Jesus, you get on your knees right now and you make sure that you have that blessed assurance that when you die, you're going up there. The only way to do it is through him, the way, the truth, and the life. All right, I will see you on Sunday morning.